Hi loves, and welcome to the With Love Always podcast, a podcast to help you live the life you were created for. We are your hosts and your friends, Bree and Marissa, and we're so grateful you're here. We pray you listen and leave feeling more inspired, encouraged, and uplifted. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of With Love Always. We are so grateful and excited to invite you guys into this conversation all about peace today. Something that Marissa and I were discussing as we were preparing this conversation and going to invite you guys into the topic of peace and how that can be a guide into your life is we were really reflecting on our own lives and just really reflecting on ways we see that peace really is our ultimate decision maker in just whatever it may be, the day-to-day moments, the big life decisions. And we just really want to invite you guys into this topic and conversation to hopefully inspire and encourage and allow you to evaluate your own lives and maybe areas in which peace can become more present. So something that we are all enduring on simply just being a human and a part of the human experience is our own battles, our daily struggles, and all the decisions that come with that. We're all navigating our own lives. And sometimes when it comes to making really big decisions or even the small things of our day of where to go or who to see or whatever it may be, the relationships in our life, the careers in our life, our purpose over our life, all the big and small and in between, really for us where we find so much sound peace of mind in making decisions and walking in our day-to-day is really evaluating our life through the presence of peace. And so that's why we want to encourage, inspire, and invite this conversation so we can really just dive into what peace looks like in our lives and hopefully allow you to really evaluate your own life and see where peace can become more present. So when we think of peace, because I know that that's kind of a really abstract thing to even be talking about is like peace. What is that? sounds like such an emotion, but ultimately for Marissa and I, because faith is so important to us and God is so important to us, we really lean in and press into the verse Galatians 5.22, which talks all about the fruits of the spirit, which are ways that the presence of God just touches our lives and embraces our life and really impacts our life. And so the fruits of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And so for us in our lives and in our faith, in our day-to-day, we can so identify tangibly where the presence of God is living, existing, and guiding us through the presence of all these not even emotions, but the assurance and peace of mind that it's something that's so beyond ourselves. And so for myself, I know that one of the ways that God really created me is He created me to be such a feeler. And so I can really identify the presence of peace through my emotions. But as we kind of navigate and unfold this conversation of peace, I want to start off by saying that, yes, peace can feel like it's an emotion, but we want to invite you guys to view peace as we dive into this conversation as so much, something that's so much bigger than an emotion, but it's more so a presence. It's a assurance. It's the absence of fear and worry and concern and anxiety. And it's something that actually has nothing to do sometimes with outcome or our own strength or our own action, but more so just this presence that God provides when we are listening and adhering to the pathway, the life, and the next steps that He is leading us down. And so, like I said, there is no emotion like it. And something that for myself, as I try to 
put into words what the presence of peace looks like, I can kind of more so identify a time in my life when the presence of peace did not exist. And so for myself and for those of you who may know a little bit of my story just through the podcast so far, I really gave my life to God when I was 20 years old. And when I try, even like for the sake of this topic and conversation and podcast, when I tried to conceptualize what the presence of peace felt like before that time in my life, I really don't know. I can't think of a time when I really felt it. Like Mm -hmm. something that peace is so marked by is for me, the presence of God is the sureness of God, the love of God. And so it's something that can't even be put to words because I think it's something that's so outside of myself, ourselves as humans. And so it really is just a supernatural experience, a supernatural presence. Um, So I think ultimately, as we kind of keep unfolding this conversation of peace, I want to first further define what peace exactly is. So for myself, like I said, I'm such a feeler. I'm so led by my emotions, but I know that that is not true of everybody. Some people are a lot more logic-minded, which is why I'm so grateful that Marissa is sitting at this table with me. And this can be a conversation that we can both unfold and speak into because I know there's some of you who may resonate with me and some of you who may resonate with Marissa. And having these two perspectives at the table is going to really hopefully provide just a wholesome encapsulated conversation on peace. But when I think of peace, I think something that we so often hear when it comes to emotions is we either hear the statement, follow your heart, which is like intending that we're supposed to be so led by our emotions, so led by a feeling, so led by the moment, the spur of the moment, or we hear that emotions aren't valid and like we shouldn't listen to our emotions. And I think it's so black and white when it comes to the topic of emotions, whether it's you're all in your feelings or the absence of feeling. But that's where I want to encourage that I believe both need to coexist. Ultimately, I believe our emotions are a sign, a gauge. They are God-given for us to really be able to experience life here on this earth and be able to discern when something is right or when something is wrong. But I think that emotions are so valid and they're meant to be experienced and they're meant to be embraced. But also, I think the reason why we can't be all driven by emotions is because the presence of truth also has to exist. And so when we have the presence of truth and also the presence of our emotion, only then can we really arrive to a place of discerning where the peace lies. I don't think it can be all one or the other. I think it's a beautiful just marriage of them both. Um, So yeah, I think when it comes to peace as being more than an emotion, it really is where both truth and that feeling can coexist. And so for me, I know that, like I shared, whenever I gave my life to God, there was such a prominent shift when it came to me making decisions, when it came to you know, my day-to-day life, when it came to the really big things or the really small things, when I would press in and pray and ask God, God, what am I meant to do over this area of my life or how am I, how am I meant to feel in this relationship in my life or this friendship in my life or the purpose over my life or the, the career, whatever it may be, I began to just feel inklings of peace over what felt right for me and what felt wrong and what felt like the best for me and what felt like the pathway that wasn't intended for me. And I really soon realized that the presence of peace often isn't inherently what I think would be the best for me, but it's still what God's 
absolute best is for me. And sometimes the presence of peace exists over decisions and pathways that maybe I didn't intend for myself, but I know that God intends better for myself. So with all that said, that's kind of an introduction into how I define peace in my life. And like I said, this whole conversation is just meant to be an invitation for us to all be thinking about these things. It's like we're going to dive into all of this, but sometimes it is hard to like put into words what something such as peace feels like and and the experience of what it is to live like. And so, yeah, that's kind of an insight into how I define peace, how I experience peace. And with that said, and like I shared, Marissa has such a different part of God's heart within her and in her mind. And so Marissa, I would love to hear more so from you. How does peace look like in your life and how do you define peace in your life? Well, first of all, I think you articulated that so well, oh. like truly encapsulate it exactly how I would honestly describe it. I love that you said peace is truth and also that it is the absence of fear. Mm-hmm. And for me, I really think of peace as it's asking God to give me his perspective. And when he does that, I just instantly feel every burden, every worry, any anxiety that might be creeping in is just removed. And I start to just get this more like macro look at my life and what's happening in the bigger picture. And it's assigned so much purpose and just so much trust knowing that he is guiding my steps and that I don't have to lean on my own strength. And Mm -hmm. I can just sit and honestly bask in that presence. And it's so distinct and there truly is no other feeling like it. Um, And as you were kind of sharing like about how you never really had experienced that true peace growing up, it made me think of the first time I had and I feel very blessed that I was able to um, be a believer from a very young age. So as long as I can remember, I've just always grown up and known the Lord. And I can remember when I was probably eight or nine years old and just feeling burdened with anxiety and coming to my dad and just explaining this overwhelming amount of stress that I felt. And I didn't even really have the language for it because I was so young. And my dad just sat with me and he just prayed and asked God to give me peace. And instantly I felt that feeling that we're describing just wash and rinse over me. And all of my burdens were just removed. And I felt so silly for even worrying about these things in the first place. And Mm. I just knew God was with me and I could feel him tangibly. And it was a really transformational point, even just in my faith and in my own life, because I had always like known of God or heard about him. But for the first time, I knew that God was with me in that moment and he was a part of my life Mm. and it was such an invitation and I remember I just continually every day before school would get up and just say God I know you can give me peace please give me peace for this day and he just would he really would show up and I feel like that is something that there is such an abundance of despite the challenges might not always go away but that feeling of peace is there and I have access to it I just need to seek it and receive it so I think peace is one of my favorite things to talk about and so I'm so excited we're unpacking this and it's something like I might have mentioned it doesn't necessarily even come that natural to me. Mm-hmm. And so even as people might describe me as a peaceful person, I am truly humbled and honored by that because I do not feel like I'm wired that way as I'm sure a lot of you might be feeling that as well. You know, 
I mentioned I experienced anxiety from such a young age, and I know that's a lot of your Mm. stories as well, and it breaks my heart, but I just want you to know that I don't want to say that my anxiety is magically gone or that I don't still deal with some of those things, but I know that God can offer me that peace, and He has, and I really want other people to be able to experience that. And I think peace is also so contagious. Like when you're around a peaceful person, you suddenly are put at ease. And I think that the Holy Spirit just moves in that way. So I'm always just praying for more and more peace in my life. And I think that's something the whole world could always use more of. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We could all use more of. And I think something that I say often and want to even encourage in this conversation about peace is that I allow peace to be the great decider in my life. And when I think of the way that the world invites us or not even, it's not an invitation because I think invitations are loving. I think the world kind of instructs us, I should say, to make decisions and to choose lives and relationships and circumstances that are all according to the benefit of ourself. I think we're so often told that we should make decisions according to what is the path of the greatest prosperity? What is the path of me, myself, and I? What is the path that we think is the best for us, you know? And we're always evaluating life through that lens. And we're always encouraged to see life through that lens of like, where is the job that's going to bring me the most money? And where are the people I can meet that's going to get me to the places I want to go? Or who is the person I can just start dating just because I really want to be in a relationship and I just want to rush that area of my life. And you fill in the blank. We all know that experience or that decision or that kind of like turning point in our lives in which we feel like there's a decision on the table or there's a next step to be made or whatever it may be that is contingent on what we think is best for ourselves. But that's where I want to invite and kind of rewrite that narrative of like, Making decisions doesn't have to be in accordance to the path of the greatest prosperity. It doesn't have to be according to the path of where the wealth lies or the desires fulfilled or X, Y, and Z. It doesn't have to be all these things that the world tells us is how we should be making our decisions. It can be truly contingent on where is peace present. And I know that as I'm speaking this, like this is such an abstract concept. So I'm going to try to break it down into ways that. I pray you guys can understand according to my own life and like my own experiences because I know for myself times in my life where I could have made a decision where whether it's a career I could have chosen a job that would have given me this certain pay or I could have dated this person because I just was so ready for the next step in my life but I lacked peace and I lacked peace because there was this presence of confusion there was this presence of I don't know why like this feels so right and this should be right and this is right according to what I want for myself. This is right according to what I think my life should look like according to the next steps I believe I should be guiding myself down. But I can't deny this feeling of confusion. I can't deny this feeling of fear. And there's so many times in my life where I could have dismissed that and I could have overrided the confusion and overrided the fear and taken the job that would have paid more or entered into the relationship that would have changed my relationship status or XYZ. Those are just two examples of the various examples that I'm sure we can all, you know, relate to. But at least in my life, like when I think of peace as a great decider, I think of actually my move to LA. Like that's a very prominent 
more recent example in my life. And when I think about peace in that decision, I remember when I felt like God first put on my heart to move to LA and my instinct like over that was absolutely not. Like, why would I ever consider moving to LA? One, it's a place that whether you live in LA or you don't live in LA, I'm sure you hear a lot of the stereotypes over LA. And that kind of honestly naturally brought a lot of fear into my heart of this is just never a place I thought I would move to. Like I've never considered LA. And that's funny. And it's it's a story time I could like dive into even further. But I remember that fear kind of arose of, whoa, like LA, why would I, why would I move to LA? And I remember as this desire and kind of like this presence of just like peace started growing over moving to LA, it really kind of confused me. And that's where I also want to affirm like peace can also exist where peace can also exist even in the midst of like questioning of like, why is there peace in this decision? Like, this is not what I expected for myself. I remember thinking if I were to move all the way to California from Texas, I no longer have proximity to my family. I would have to leave behind friends in a city that I absolutely love and adore. I right now in the, in that moment, I'm like, my finances don't make sense. How am I going to afford to live in a city like LA? My job is in Austin, Texas, where I was coming from. There were so many variables that felt like they stood in the way of the logic of moving to LA, but I could not deny there is this presence of peace that is so beyond the circumstances, that's so beyond the decision that LA just kept being highlighted to me. And the more that I pursued the peace and the more that I was like, you know what, I'm going to defy what my logic is telling me. I'm going to defy what even those around me are telling me. And I'm going to just walk forward in where this peace is lying. And I'm going to move towards potentially exploring moving to LA. And little did I know that that was God's best for me. Little did I know how God would move in every single detail of that. And he would align every single circumstance and bring me to an outcome where he actually uprooted my life within a span of not even two months, moved me from Austin, Texas to LA. And now being on the other side of that blessing, being six months into my move, I see why God gave me peace over moving to LA. I see the prosperity and the growth and the friendships and the career and all of these changes that were suddenly so made in my life. I see why God wanted me to go down this road, even though there was part of me that was scared. There was part of me that was like, God, this makes no sense. But that's where I want to encourage Sometimes the peace does not make sense. And sometimes peace cannot be attached to an emotion. It can't be attached to even an outcome. It can't be attached to what you want. It can't be attached to what the the pathway you think is best for you. Peace is like so beyond ourselves. And so that is a very tangible example of where the, the presence of peace was present and logic wasn't present. <laughs> And also a circumstance like, and I'll touch more on it as we dive deeper into this episode, but even in dating, like there's times I've been pursued by truly the most incredible pursuits and men and their character just like speaks so loud for themselves and everything in me is like, oh my gosh, no brainer. I must move forward with this person. Like I, I could see myself potentially entering a relationship with them, but for whatever reason, 
nothing that could be defined by logic, no specific red flag, if you will, no specific instance that gives me a reason or a merit to cut things off. It was just truly a lack of peace. And my my heart and myself is like, but I want to move forward and I want to pursue this person and I want to be in a relationship, but the lack of peace stopped me. And there's moments where I'm like, I could have override, override ridden. I know how you say that (laughs) word. I could override that feeling of lacking peace. But the moment I do, I step into a place of confusion. I step into a place of fear, a lot of anxiety, and it becomes so all consuming that that outcome simply not worth it. Like I rather pursue the peace, even if it's calling me to an action and decision, a next step that literally feels so against what I want for myself, but where the peace lies, I follow. And so that's why I always say peace is the great decider in my life. It is literally the thing I make every decision based on. And it sounds so silly, but it's like, it's not even just the big things. Like it's also the small things. Like I think of examples of you know, when I'm deciding which coffee shop I want to go to in the morning, like this sounds maybe so silly to some people, but it's so real for me. Like I will, if it's not coming to me instinctually and I'm having like decision fatigue of like, do I want to go to Blue Bottle? Do I want to go to Intelligentsia? Like, where do I want to go? I will literally pray for peace. I'll be like, God, where am I meant to go this morning? Like, am I meant to encounter someone And maybe I just think like crazy about things. I don't think I do. I think it's just like, it might be just a different like way of thinking, but like peace is so in the big, big things, but it's also in the really small things too. So yeah, that's just like how peace kind of is my decision maker in my life. And I hope those examples kind of paint a greater picture. But with all that said, I think like I shared in the beginning, the beautiful part of why Marissa and I are both on this podcast is because we offer such different lens of perspectives. So some of you guys maybe like got it with me, but some of y'all are like, no, Brie, like that's too <laughs> in your feels. And so Marissa, I would love to hear like, how do you allow peace to be like the great decider in your life? And like, what does that look like in your life? Yeah, well, I love what you were saying. And I think why we keep using the word like seek peace or like in pursuit of peace is just to distinguish that it's a process and it's something you're going after. And the reason why we're in pursuit is not only we want to feel peace, but we want to live the life that God has for us. And we want to follow what's he says is best because ultimately we believe that's what's best for our own life. So we're really just pressing into that and to feel that we're asking and seeking God to please just guide us in these areas and give us that peace, give us that clarity, because it's really a byproduct of Him. Um, But touching on a time where I've specifically lacked peace, well, I think number one, I want to kind of distinguish. There are two categories I find myself in more often than I would like to admit um, where I'm lacking peace. And the first one is when I need to surrender something. So typically that's God's way of signaling me and telling me, hey, I know you're excited about this thing. You're either thinking of pursuing or you're already pursuing this thing. 
but it actually is either not for you or it's preventing you from something better. So why don't you surrender that over to me so I can give you something new? And oftentimes I don't know what that is until I actually hand it over. And then the second part is I'm just getting too caught up in the noise of day-to-day life that I'm not Mm. providing space for God to give me that peace. Like he wants to give us that and we just don't oftentimes let him. We just don't sit in that moment. We don't receive the peace that he has to offer. So those, if that kind of helps put words to some of those feelings, um, and specifically an example when I was being called to surrender something is actually related to when I was planning the wedding for my husband and I. This is jumping back a little bit. It was actually in 2019. So for a little bit of context, um, my husband proposed summer of 2019. I was going into my senior year of college. And although I was kind of surprised by the actual engagement itself, we had been just kind of creating a plan for our lives together and what that would look like. Um, And so the plan was that I would graduate in May. We would get married that month, move in together, start our lives together. It was going to be the beginning of our chapter, and we were so excited. So immediately started wedding planning, actually found a venue, had bridesmaids, did all of the things, had actually even put down a deposit on our wedding venue. And fast forward to fall of 2019, I just remember kind of out of nowhere too, like truly just one day out of nowhere, I felt this instant urge to get married sooner. And it was so clear, like it wasn't, I do want to distinguish that there can be anxiety anxiety with weddings as it is. Like there's a lot of stress and planning and pressure, but this was just such a clear desire where I wasn't anxious about planning that wedding. I just knew I had to move up the timeline. Didn't know what that was going to look like. Ultimately was able to kind of figure it out and essentially kind of elope with our just immediate families around. And then we were able to later on in the month of February have just like a reception with friends and celebrate and just basically have a giant party. Um, And this was, if you guys are familiar, back in 2020. So our actual party reception, We got married Christmas 2019. Then our party reception was end of February 2020. Mm. So this is a matter of weeks, days before um, the pandemic happened. So now looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, God, thank you so much for being so clear with that and preventing us from moving forward with this dream wedding that we never would have been able to have. Because you guys were going to get married which month? We were going to get married May 2020. Yeah. Whoa. So peak of all of the craziness. And it would have never happened. Yeah. And we, I don't know what would have happened. I don't even like to think about that. But I am just so beyond grateful because I just want to encourage you, if God is calling you to surrender something in your life, I've found this time and time again, and I am a little reluctant at first, so I make it so clear. I'm like, God, if this is of you, give me peace 10 times over because I need it again and again to just Mm. be affirmed in that decision. And it might not make sense. Like Brie mentioned, it might not be logical. A lot of people are like, why the heck are you doing this? Like this actually is so bizarre. You've been dating for years. Why are you suddenly rushed to get married? Yeah. But you just know God will give you that peace and that clarity and that decision. And he knows what's best for you. And it honestly, trusting peace is really trusting God and just 
setting your sights on something that you can't see, that you can't know in the same way that Brie mentioned about her move. She didn't know what life in LA was going to look like. God doesn't always tell you what's on the other side of that surrender, but he's just telling you to make that next step and walk in faith. I think that's really where faith begins because you don't know what lies ahead. Yes. So that for me was an example where peace was just guiding me. And yeah, it can be a lack of peace or peace in moving forward. But I think it is just such an important part of just daily decision making. Yeah, I so agree. And I think with that said, like, I think something that feels so on my heart always with every episode is like for us, like, of course, we're speaking through the lens of like, we do believe in God and like we do have faith, but I know that there are people out there who are listening that maybe that's not relative to your life and maybe that's not the lens in which you are navigating your life. And so I want to speak into that place as well. Like, I believe that you can experience peace and I believe that's so available for you, whether that's through the lens of God or just in the pursuit of peace. Like, I want this to be such an invitation for you to seek and discern and decide and navigate that in your own life. And I I really pray and encourage that this is such a safe space for that questioning or that wondering or even in that pursuit of, you know, what can peace look like in my life and how is that going to be painted a picture for me? Even if for us, like we do find so much confidence in God and in having that relationship. But if that's not something that you have or you are choosing like i do believe that the offering of peace is still something that is an invitation on the table for you and so with that said i i want to encourage whether it's like you're looking at it through that lens or you're looking at it through our lens of like seeing it with god so present in that i think the first thing that i always love to do is really invite and and examine my life through where are the pain points of confusion i think that's something that we can all identify with we all know the feelings of confusion we all know the hindrance of anxiety or fear or whatever it may be we all know the pains of just the different experiences that we really experience here on this earth and and I think even in this moment as I'm speaking is like I don't know what you guys on the receiving end of this are going through. I don't know the hardships or the joys or the battles or the mountaintops or the valleys of your life. And so I just want you to feel so validated in the emotions of it all. I want you to feel so validated in the fear you may be experiencing or the heartache or the grief or the paralyzed just worry whatever it is like you're so validated in that and and even in the conversation of peace like peace is not a band-aid peace is not like a oh you just like feel peace i wish it was that easy because it's not and i think our life here on earth is is so it's like a dance with with all the emotions it's a dance with all of the feelings and all the experiences but that's where we really want to invite the presence of god's peace because it is something that so surpasses our circumstances. And it's not something that heals our circumstances. It's not something that fixes them always. But it's just like this feeling of like, wow, even despite what I'm feeling or despite what I'm going through, despite what I'm experiencing, despite the the heaviness or the burden that's weighing over my head, it really is like a presence that does not make sense. And so 
I really encourage you guys, like I said, take a look at your life and notice the areas in which peace is lacking and really examine those things. Like, is there something that you're ignoring in your life? Is there, you know, a decision that you're trying to make that maybe deep down, you know, is not the best for you? Is there a relationship you're choosing that isn't the healthiest? Is there a motive that you're walking in that I don't know. It has malintent. <laughs> that sounds so intense. But is there a job you're picking just because you feel like that's what you're supposed to do or the expectation of your parents or the expectation of how much money should be in your bank account? Like, what are the areas in which confusion just continues to persist? What are the areas in which fear continues to persist? Anxiety continues to persist. And not all of these things can be magically just surrendered and taken away just because we're starting to focus on them and trying to choose peace. But I think when you can just be so present with yourself and identify where those areas are, that's when you can begin unpacking those things and sitting with yourself and being like, okay, let's examine this further. Let's take a deeper look into this. Let's really sit with ourselves and be like, okay, how can we work work through this? And something that I once again want to kind of like come back to is dating. You know, I, I am single and that is such a desire of my heart. Like I cannot wait to be married here with Marissa. <laughs> and hopefully I know that that's like in my future, but I think dating has been one of those areas where the battle between confusion and peace has both existed. And like I was sharing earlier, there's been times where I've been so confused because I've gone on dates with amazing, amazing men in which they've given me zero reason to want to not move forward. But for whatever reason, there's just this sense of confusion in myself. Like, why am I so confused? Why am I so unsure? Why am I so, I don't know, like this is all consuming. Like I'm not even having fun because I am feel so much pressure of like, something feels off. And it's like not this big thing. It's like this 1% in me that feels off. And everything in me, if I listen to myself and my own desire to get married or to be in a relationship, everything in me has had moments where I've tried to look past that and I've tried to move forward even despite. But that's when I, going back to letting peace be my great decider, when I press into the presence of peace and I do the very thing that is actually the opposite of what I often want to do and doesn't make sense for what I see and what I think is best for me, when I press into the presence of peace and often let go of the person I'm seeing or let go of the person I'm going on dates with and put myself aside and just simply follow the peace of, okay, this is not something that's bringing me this peace of mind. I have to let it go. The moment that I do, it's like the joy that I feel is like beyond anything that I could have experienced if I just continued down the pathway of confusion. And so I share that because like I said, it's so often the path of peace is not what we think is best for us. And and that's where I think it is such a conversation that we really see through the lens of God, because it's a conversation that's so much bigger than my own strength and my own understanding of myself. I think if everything was viewed through the lens of my understanding of myself, I would always probably pick the wrong thing every single time. Um, I would, I don't know, you know, 
I think we're so limited in what we can think is best for us. So I think there's such a power and such a strength when I know Marissa and I can look to God and we can trust that God loves us more than we love ourselves. And he has a decision and a plan and a purpose and a guidance that he so lovingly wants to put over us. And so, yeah, confusion versus peace. It's such a prevalent thing. Um, But Marissa, I would love to... Yeah, just hear how that looks like for you in that conversation of like peace and confusion and all those emotions that we're always navigating. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I still am in the thick of it. I feel like we all are where I think just because you have peace on a situation or you at least think you do doesn't mean you're completely immune to doubts or anxiety. I think those two things can coexist. And so even a time where this has happened even recently was actually when I was thinking of starting the podcast. Mm -hmm. And I so distinctly knew that God had put that on my heart. And I, it defied all logic. I had never thought of this before, but I just was like, you know what? I'm going to just go with this. And I said, yes, instantly felt peace. But then I started to like, as time went on, even like this can happen weeks later, insecurity started to take hold in that situation. And I found myself just having doubts of, okay, but I don't think I'm good enough. There are so many better people for this. Like we're just going to create noise. And at the time it was just me thinking of this. Mm -hmm. I hadn't even spoken to Brie because I was working Mm -hmm. through my internal battle. And I just remember sitting down, opening up a piece of paper, coming before the Lord and just writing down my thoughts, writing down all of the reasons I had peace in this situation and felt like God had told me and instructed me to do this and what I felt like He saw in that for me. And then I also wrote down all of my fears and insecurities Mm. about it. And I realized the common thread was truly, like I mentioned, just insecurity of myself. Mm. And the reason why I encourage you to do that is you'll start to kind of unpack what's happening and you'll see that, okay, every doubt I listed or reason why I shouldn't move forward with this thing stemmed from insecurity, which is not truth. It's Mm. not peace and it's not the plan God has for me. He affirms my identity. He tells Mm. me I'm enough and he would never call me to do something that I'm not fully capable of. And so it was just kind of me saying, okay, God, I need you, but I believe this is bigger than myself. I believe that I'm able to, I don't know, love people and serve others in this. And I see the bigger picture. And even though I might feel insecure in this moment, I know that will fade. But what won't fade is that true example of peace that you've placed on this circumstance. And Mm -hmm. so I need to press into that and continue daily to just fight those battles of we're always going to have insecurity and doubts that creep into our mind. That is just part of the human experience. And we are not immune to that. That happens daily, but we have to choose to remind ourselves and seek and just ask ourselves, is that truth? Is that peace? Is that of God? And anything that stems like starts to question our identity just isn't. So I hope as you're kind of journaling and pressing through Mm -hmm. that decision, you'll see, am I going to say no to this thing just out of fear, out of fear with, I don't know, just not trusting myself? Or am I going to press into the peace and find that, yes, I'm going to have to lean on God for this, or yes, I'm just going to have to 
set my sights above what I see now, but this is calling me to something greater and it's aligned with truly my greater purpose. And so I hope that kind of helps, but just know that confusion is a daily state and that is so normal. And I think that is part of the process. Peace doesn't remove it. Peace just comes alongside it It, and Mm. is stronger in the truth truth will always stand the test of time, whereas anxiety is a fleeting emotion that's temporary. So you can pray through that and that will eventually become removed and that'll come and go. But the truth of peace will stand the test of time. Oh gosh. (laughs) Whoa. That was so good. That was really powerful. And I just love that kind of as we conclude the conversation on peace and how we try to live a life of just exuding that inner peace and allowing that to be an overflow in our life. I think I love that you use the word trust because I think peace and trust go so hand in hand. And I think peace is the product of us trusting God. And I don't think that my peace would exist if I wasn't putting my trust in someone or in a God who is so much bigger than myself. And so I think that's, yeah, that's like how we lead a life of inner peace. And something that you, I believe, mentioned earlier. It's like, you know, when you encounter someone and their presence is just so at ease, it really is an invitation for you to be in a presence of ease. And I think ultimately it's like for us and for myself even, it's like my relationship with God and the peace that God provides me allows me to be a peaceful person, allows me to have that peace of mind and eases every worry and every fear and every anxiety. And it doesn't invalidate it. It doesn't take it away. It doesn't band-aid it, but it provides a peace that truly surpasses the circumstance of what I'm going through. And yeah, I think for myself, like even speaking more into that inner peace, I just, I mean, I honestly was thinking about this. So what you guys don't know is that we actually recorded this episode halfway through (laughs) And then the camera wasn't recording. And also there's like a birthday party going on (laughs) next next door, door. which you might hear. You might hear some kiddos (laughs) and just please experience their joy because it honestly sounds like the most fun birthday party. But it was one of those things that honestly, I think this is such an example of what peace looks like. We recorded halfway of this episode and we realized that nothing had really recorded. And there was really a decision to be made between the both of us. Do we press into anxiety? Do we press into that feeling of even disappointment or worry or concern or whatever? But we chose not to. Like what we chose in that moment is like us both agreeing of for whatever reason, those were not the words we were meant to say. That was not the words that you guys are meant to be listening to and receiving from us. And we could trust and have peace that even though the outcome of the episode not being recorded means we have to re-record, which requires more effort from us, but we can trust that even in that and even despite that, there's a peace that is so present because we can trust that for whatever reason, we those words weren't meant to be said. And so I think that's just such an example of how inner peace can lead. And like I said, peace really defies our logic. It defies our usual response. It defies what we think we should be feeling or should be experiencing. And that's not to say that choosing peace is easy. It's not. It requires something of you. It requires you to literally 
surrender yourself and almost like unlearn the ways that you would naturally be inclined to act or respond or to decide and really just adopting a mindset that is so outside of yourself that we believe is so of God. And so that's how I live a life of inner peace. Marissa, I don't know if you have any closing statements to just kind of wrap up this conversation. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was so good. I am just trying to think of what else I want to mention. I think just one other thing, and I kind of touched on this when I was saying just to provide space for peace. Mm. I just really want to encourage you to do that because again, I think it's something we know we want more of, but I think when we're feeling anxious, anxious or we're not feeling peace, we can tend to just kind of create more noise to almost distract ourselves from that or to say like, okay, this will go away. but And avoid it. yeah, Yeah. Part of that is you really have to accept that, okay, I'm going to acknowledge all of the feelings, everything that's happening, and I'm just going to create space for this. And I think that's where God really is able to show up and offer that peace and really just I don't know. I know for me that it's so important. I have to provide space for that every single day. So that can look like quiet time in the morning, just getting outside, just providing just that additional space and clarity to see where opportunities for peace lie and how Mm. I can invite them into even just like, I love that example because it was just so tangible. You just can, I don't know, ask God to be a part of it. And you start to realize that, oh, there's so much freedom when I don't depend on my own strength. Yeah. Because if we did that, oh my gosh, we would be so anxious all of the time. If I knew I had to figure out the rest of my life for this, like if it was just on me, that would be so overwhelming. But we can truly walk in peace because we are reminded that God has a good plan for us. He has a good plan for you. And that should give you a sense of freedom that despite even your best efforts to mess it up, yeah, sure, we can get off path. Like, and we can sometimes not follow peace. That's inevitable. But you can, in an instant, get right back on and truly press into that in your next circumstance or your next decision. And so it is just an endless pursuit in our life. And it truly provides such a sense of freedom that I just hope everyone can experience just, I mean, I feel like Brie is such a good example. Like you just see the joy in her and that is because Mm. she is not heavy burdened or she doesn't feel that pressure to just orchestrate all of these things together. She will just walk in whatever door God opens. You are Mm. like the first person to go running into it. And I just, that's where peace is so contagious. And I see that when you have peace, it also kind of opens the door for new joy because things just become fun and you just don't feel the day-to-day pressures. And even like in my current circumstance where God has led me to certain decisions that in the moment I still don't understand, he hasn't revealed the bigger picture yet. And some of it might even feel kind of mundane. It might not be the most exciting thing, Um, but I know God is in it and he gives me purpose in the day-to-day just habits or things that I have to do or even work that I might not feel directly called to or excited about. I know that God assigns so much purpose in that and that alone gives me peace and honestly joy in 
kind of despite all of the circumstances in my life, like mm. you can feel that amidst the chaos that's going on. Uh, well, Marissa, I'm so grateful for your words. Thank you for sharing them. But yeah, I just want to end with Isaiah 26, 3 that says, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. And so I just, my greatest prayer, our greatest prayer ultimately is that no matter what faith looks like in your life or God looks like in your life, like this is such a space for you. And ultimately, like we we pray and we hope that out of this episode that you even feel the presence of peace upon you. And we pray that you feel encouraged to reflect on your own life and identify areas and pain points of confusion and just really sit with yourself in that awareness and validating those feelings that you're feeling and examine them and see how you can possibly shift some of those towards greater peace. That is our greatest desire. Um, So yeah, we love you guys so much and we wouldn't be speaking and sharing if we didn't deeply have a heart for everyone listening. And I think it's so such a funny concept doing a podcast because you can't really conceptualize who's listening or on the receiving end of this, but I just always want it to be known that this is such a personal conversation. This is so personal between us and you who is listening. And we pray that you just feel so seen in almost a way that's like startling (laughs) that you feel so seen. Um, But yeah, we just love you guys so much. Okay, so now time for our final segment. Today, I wanted to mix things up a little bit because Brie just hit a huge milestone, honestly, in her life. (laughs) She just ran a marathon, which is such a wild concept to me. Can't even run a mile, but here she is (laughs) running 26.2 miles. She ran the LA Marathon, did it with a smile on her face, looking cute as ever. (laughs) And so I just wanted to, number one, celebrate and honor her and that huge achievement. But also, I just wanted you to have a chance to kind of talk about... I don't know, whatever you want to share, like whether it's what you learned throughout that experience, just even a joy in it. I just wanted you to kind of touch on it. Uh, gosh, it was definitely, I, I continue to say to everyone that asks, like genuinely one of the best days of my life, like the actual marathon day. But of course, everything that goes into the actual race day is the months leading up to it. And so I could speak on and on forever about the marathon and what it taught me. But I think in summary, I was training for about three and a half months and I really dived into, you know, doing a marathon because I was so new to LA and I needed something to ground me, center me and kind of give me a sense of purpose. And so me being who I am, I was like, I'm just going to jump into the most extreme thing that I can possibly do and fixate my mind on such a big goal and see what I'm capable of doing. And I think I could speak into the power of seeing your body so capable and the power of just seeing like truly the heights of like what our human bodies are capable of doing. I think it's so incredible that God created us the way we are because we really are so able to do such extreme things. But truly, as much as that was like such a joy, I feel like the most underlying lesson and joy and experience that I get to take away from marathon training actually has nothing to do with the physicality of it, which is so wild. 
to even say because I think when you think of a marathon, you're like, you think of what your body's enduring, you think of the strain it's taking on, the endurance it has to take, the perseverance. But I think the greatest lesson and the greatest thing I took away is just more so the inward endurance, more so the endurance of my, my mind, the strength of my mind, and just really the power and strength that I honestly every step of the way had to call on God for. And so something that was like so significant and I think is such a testament of life itself is I remember when I was actually a month out from marathon day, that was when I had some serious points of contemplation of like, do I quit now? Mm -hmm. Because I literally, my body is so exhausted. I think that's like the first time in training, funny enough, one month away from marathon day to the exact date. I had a run that I remember I, I think it was like an 18 mile run or 17 mile run. I remember getting done with that run. I was so exhausted to a level I had never experienced. I got done and I literally started to bawl my eyes out. And I was like, I literally don't think I can do this. I really don't think I can do this. I remember the week or not prior, the week after I was supposed to run 20 miles. I skipped that run because I was just so checked out. I, and that's the moment that I was nervous for myself of, am I going to be able to run this marathon? Because I am checking out. My body is giving up. My mind is wanting to quit. And I literally had a contemplation of maybe I, maybe all these months of training, I'm not going to see them through. Maybe I'm just not going to run on marathon day. And I think that lesson in that experience, if anything, it taught me is that sometimes when we are the closest to the biggest goal in our life or we're closest to a rich reward or a blessing or a really good moment that is often when we face the most resistance oh so true and it's like i everything in me wanted to quit but also there was that one percent probably bigger than one percent but there was that part of me that was like brie you invested so much of your time your energy your effort your heart into this. I know that you want to quit and I know you literally, your body is giving out everything in you wants to give up. But what about that 1% in you that needs to remember why she started? And so I think that was a really big lesson that I was taught through marathon training is sometimes when we are closest to, like I said, the greatest blessing in our life and a breakthrough in our life, that is when we want to give up. And if there's anything I can encourage to someone who's considering running a marathon or someone who's just considering something in their day-to-day life, if you are feeling a lot of resistance and you are on a pathway towards a goal, a purpose, whatever it may be, big or small, I encourage you to push past that resistance because truly what is on the other side is greater than anything that the resistance can keep you stuck in. Marathon day was the best day of my life because it reminded me of like every time I cried, which was not that many, I'm very grateful, but any, every time I wanted to give up and every time I cried, every moment I wanted to quit. And also I like had to push past that, but also honored that like moments I skipped runs because I could not, could not physically get myself to run. Marathon day and race day made it, made me realize like how worth it that entire path was, that entire journey was, that entire joys and resistance was. And the joy I experienced, the height of joy I experienced 
showed me that this is so true of everything in life. Like anything that we are working towards, we're going to face resistance. Even this podcast, there's moments when we know we're so sure what God is calling us to, but gosh, are there moments of doubt? There's moments of stress. There's moments of worry, moments of tears, of anxiety. But that doesn't mean that we don't have such a beautiful opportunity to push past that resistance, be so mentally strong, and just continue to see God through. So I pray that that's encouraging. Like I said, maybe that's not even what people would expect me to say when I talk about my marathon, because I think you only think of the physicality of it. But for me, it sharpened my mental so, so, so much more. And those are lessons that I know I'm going to get to take forward with me in every area of my life. So that was like the richest reward. And then, of course, being like, I ran 26 miles. That's amazing. Um, Actual race day was, like I said, the best day of my life because God gave me so much strength, so much joy that I like can't even believe I'm saying this. But I genuinely never felt tired all 26 miles. Like I never hit a point of exhaustion. Like I was like, I felt like I was floating. It was so like of God. So that was marathon. That was marathon training for me. And I hope you guys can take away something from that. Like I said, whether you run a marathon or not. (laughs) I think honestly, it was so much fun like being alongside you in this journey as well, because I, I think it would have been easy, like, had I just seen you from the outside or, like, not known you as well as I do. And, like, mm-hmm. this is kind of just the joy of doing life with somebody. Like, it's kind of like when your best friend gets married and you know, like, all that she's invested in finding the right person. You know the heartbreak she's had. Like, mm-hmm. seeing you on Marathon Day, like, it was a celebration of the dedication you had and the struggles. Like, I think it would have been easy if I just saw your post about it where I'm like, oh my gosh, she's just so much more physically capable than me. And like, yeah. she had so much fun and it was so easy. Like, that's never for me. I could never do that. Or like, that's so like, just easy for other people. But when you actually do life with somebody, you realize, no, she actually was just dedicated for four months of training Mm -hmm. it was a long time and it meant running like almost every day and being on this very strict schedule and you really were equipping your body so that you could have joy when the actual marathon day came and I think that's what good training whether it's physical or just in general for your life that's why we train and that's Mm -hmm. why we invest so much in these practices that we talk about whether it's gratitude or peace or all of these things because we want you to actually experience that joy when you put in the work and you go and feel all the feelings and the struggles and everything that comes with you ride the waves then you can actually just experience the joy of being on the other side of it Mm. and I think that was such a beautiful like depiction and it was so fun to watch and it was really an encouragement to me and I hope an encouragement for you guys as well Thank you so much for listening. We pray this episode was encouraging and life-giving. If you found it valuable, please share it with a friend, leave a review, and subscribe. And be sure to follow us along over on Instagram at With Love Always Podcast. Signing off with all of our love always, Bree and Marissa.